to the Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's. And it is going down. L'Oreal's looking beautiful. The city is spicy. You as well. Why, thank you very much. You flaming, oh, baby. You looking good. I got the Misa Hilton collection on. Is that Misa? Yes, it is. Misa, big shout out to her because, you know, we had to make sure we show her some love because she has her collection at Macy's. Absolutely, which is always sold out. And uh, speaking of this week and being sold out, what do you think about this situation with Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj causes division on social media following her claim about COVID-19 and the vaccine. We're going to talk about that as well as Gabrielle Union. She's um, opening up, but not the way you think you want it. But she's opening up about Dwayne Wade having a baby outside of their relationship while going through fertility treatment. Oh, my God. Mm. I can only imagine. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But what's not horrible is Jenny Ma and Jeezy. They are having a baby. Yes. And it is uh, such a surprise. We're going to unwrap all of that and so much more. What else is going down, L'Oreal? Well, listen, Kim Whitley, she starred on TV One's Uncensored, and she talked about my boo. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not my boo. Marlon Wayans. And <laughs> also her relationship with Gerald Avert. I never knew about that. Also, something Ooh. else I didn't know about was these messages and the DMs. They just getting spicier and spicier. Hey. It's going down in my DM, so we going to check that out. And for our final question to address, Eva. What? Tell them that this happened. Loyalty means a lot to me. And it's the reciprocity of loyalty that matters. Because I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to hold you down. But once you've broken my trust and once you've shown me your colors, it's real Maya Angelou. When you show me who you are, baby, I'm going to believe. Oh, yeah. It's going down. So make sure you listen to hear how we undress this whole mess with the Undress and Run podcast presented by Macy's. And speaking of Macy's, um, it's a great time to shop. The seasons are changing. Mm -hmm. So right now is a perfect time for you to check out our personal Macy's picks by heading over to Macy's.com slash The Undressing Room. Because starting on Tuesday, that's right, on the 28th through Monday, October the 4th, you can get set for the fall with Macy's VIP sale, which means you get an extra 30% off. Wait, wait, wait. An extra what? 30% off. Off. And this is not selected. This is off designers that you rarely see go on sale, like Donna Karen, mm-hmm. Riley and Ray, mm-hmm. Inc., Ooh. Calvin Klein, yes. so much more. I can't even name them all. Plus, it's the perfect time to go ahead and restock on your beauty favorites because you might be running out your blush and your tints and moisturizers and things like that. So you can slide on over to Macy's because right now you can get 15% off with brands like MAC, Marc Jacobs, mm-hmm. Urban Decay, Laura Mercier, and so much more. Just use the promo code, okay? The promo code is VIP. I know that's right. And you know, fall, that's one of my favorite seasons. It's time for a fresh start, some bold beginnings, excitement, and new fashion. It's time to put on your good fits. And you know, Macy's is going to tell you all about the new trends. I have so much gray in my closet. That's like literally my go-to. I love gray. And you can play with all different kinds of textures to add to the dimension of the monochrome Mm. looks also. Come back down to 
earth with the warm chocolatey browns, the deep rust that's perfect for the fall. And also it's all about hues as an alternative to fall's earthy brown and gray looks. You can Ooh. also add a rush of color, a little pop. You don't got to be dull and dark just because it's the fall. You can still do them bright, fun, fly colors and keep you fly all through Macy's. And yes. you can order on DoorDash and get it right to your door. You can also order Macy's.com or you can take your lazy butt up and go in the store. It's nothing like, you know, finding something dope when you're just going through them racks. Absolutely. But you know how you like to shop for the last minute shoppers door dash definitely has you covered. <laughs> That's right. Now, speaking of cover, we're going to slide into this first topic because I don't do this much, L'Oreal. Okay. I don't often just take people's sides, but I don't play about Onika. I am a real Barb, a full Barb, Nicki Minaj. That's my girl. And y'all are playing with my good sis's name. Don't play with her. She ain't one of them. She's not one of them. Don't think because she's a Barbie doll, she's a toy, baby. She is not to be played with. Now, Nikki has been stirring up quite a bit of division and controversy on social media about her claims about COVID-19 vaccines. So last week, Nikki Minaj posted to her 22 million followers that a friend of her cousin had a really bad side effect to the COVID vaccine. Exactly what she said in quote, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. Mm. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl has called off the wedding. She also tweeted, pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bully. Now, I think that was the comment that spiraled everything out of control. Right. Making fun of the star for posting a hilarious fake side effect claim. So they're saying that this isn't even real. But uh, the Barb's, the gang, they came to Nikki's defense and basically let people know that you can get vaccinated. It's about knowing the science and being educated. That's what right. he was trying to say and is saying, and don't get the message confused. Trinidad and Tobago's health minister reviewed the claims and said that there were absolutely no reports on her allegations at all. Journalists everywhere are going in on Nikki or supporting her. It's like on both sides. Did you see the Joy Reid thing, Lorio? I did see I the Joy Reid thing, and I'm like so on Nikki's side with this. And yeah, as far as Joy Reid, I feel like she got a little bit besides herself. And I feel like Nikki had to check her real quick. Now, if people did their due diligence and seen that, um, you know, Nikki was talking about the vaccine and so many different forms of fashion. She did say she was going to get the vaccination when she went on tour. She just said she wanted to do her homework simply. And the story is a story that got told to her. She didn't say it happened to her. Now, what my whole issue is with this thing is people are having side effects stop hiding them like just let us know what it is and that's it i know they feel like if they tell the side effects that's gonna stop people from getting it but people are already scared the people that haven't gotten it are clearly scared so instead of trying exactly. to bully people into it or being like you need to take the vaccine because da, 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 it's like why don't you do compassion and understanding and and take that route wow I do feel like even with the government, the rollout of the vaccination was scary. Even if you go down to Cuomo, who I know he's no longer the governor of New York, but at the time he was like, we need to start putting people in the cars and trunks and driving them to do the vaccine and forcing them. And it's like, that doesn't seem like something that you feel 
confident and comfortable with that these people care about your lives. You know what I mean? It more so just seems yeah. like a forceful thing. And it yeah. shouldn't have went this way with Nikki. And I think she definitely got the poopy end of the stick. Absolutely. I think what Nikki was saying and is saying is what needs to be resounded. Education is key. Knowledge mm-hmm. is power. Don't be blind about anything on either side of it. Right. So it's not about deterring people, but it's about motivating people to learn more and not Come just on. listen to stories and listen to what they heard, they thought and whatever, but actually do the research with empirical data. That's all she was saying. And honestly, that is still the case. Like, do and, you and, get a third dose? Don't you get a third dose? And questioning should not be a problem because ultimately this is something new to everyone. So it's sad to me how people that are vaccinated will go against people that's not vaccinated. Like it's almost like a race war kind of thing. Like we don't went from being black against white to like vaccinated against unvaccinated, rich against poor. It's always something. And instead of again, coming together and trying to figure out how we can beat this as a unit. Collectively. Yeah, a collective. It's like I asked a question and now I'm stupid and this and that. And it's it's just, it's not right. And it doesn't make you feel safe. It doesn't make you feel confident with this. And then especially when you have incidents where like we spoke to Dr. Fauci and one week Uh he told us on the Morning Hustle show, oh, you can take your mask off if you're vaccinated. Two, three, four weeks later, he's calling back like we made a mistake. It's the science. And I'm like, well, science is how y'all made this vaccine. So that can also be a mistake. So don't be upset or bully people or try to scare people into getting a vaccine. Don't try to scare people from learning the truth. For asking questions. For asking questions and learning the truth. Knowledge is power. We would do better if we knew better. And, you know, learning and understanding the education behind it, that's what you need. So I'm on Nikki's side. Yeah, Uh, I got more questions for Dr. Fauci, who said it was okay to take masks off and got people sick as they were from the beginning of the pandemic. Well, he also told them to get vaccinated and there was an expectation of a certain number. Vaccinated people are still spreading COVID as well. And that's no one ever said they wouldn't. That wasn't it that, seems what that when you said take Let, your mask off, I'm, you did. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up real quick. The way I would compare it, getting the vaccine is like wearing your seatbelt in a car. You're still driving, anyone can get in an accident, but wearing your seatbelt makes it less likely for you to fly out the windows. So it doesn't make anyone not susceptible or able to get COVID. What it does is make your symptoms not as severe so you don't end up on a ventilator. So that's wearing your mask and keep getting tested because I don't understand why vaccinated people are not still getting tested every week. To me, that's well, I get tested. I got two tests this week. Exactly. My kids get tested. Like we're not playing about this vaccine, and y'all oh, yeah, and clean y'all dirty kids because y'all dirty kids is the one walking around. What? L'Oreal. They we gonna slide on over to the next topic. It's the Undressing Room podcast. And you know, uh, we got to represent L'Oreal. We got to keep it looking good. We got to keep it nice and fresh. And as speaking of fresh and new and opening up, can you please tell the world what's going on with Gabrielle? Yes. Man, Gabrielle Union, she opens up about her devastation of D. Wade having a baby while she was undergoing fertility treatment. Awful. Now, Gabrielle Union, she released a book and it's called You Got Anything Stronger, where she discusses personal details like her surrogacy experience and D. Wade having a baby outside of their relationship. Now, this happened after several miscarriages 
and failed IVF treatments. Her doctor felt it was best for her to just use the surrogate because obviously, you know, the route that they were going wasn't working. Now, she was devastated because she wanted to experience pregnancy firsthand, of course. You know, she wanted to be a mom. And they've been together for a long time. He has kids already. Now, the next devastation was when she found out Dwayne Wade had gotten another woman pregnant while they were attempting to do this. And in the book, she said, to say I was devastated is to pick a word on a low shelf for convenience. There are people, strangers, Mm. I will never meet who have been upset that I have not previously talked about this trauma. I have not had words or even after untold amounts of therapy. I'm not sure I have them now. The experience of D-Wade having a baby so easily while I was unable to left my soul not just broken into pieces, but shattered into fine dust, shattering into the wind. It hurts extremely hurts my heart to hear this is how she felt. And even during COVID, I remember her opening up about suicidal thoughts and things of that nature and saying she had to work through it with therapy. Now, do you think it's healing to speak about something like this or something that you, you've hidden for so long? Or do you think like it only opens old wounds? Is this something that, um, you know, opens up old wounds or is this something that's healing? And I think it does. It's a, does a little bit of both. You can't kill an infection, which is the pain, unless you open up the wound and get out the infection. So you have to go through it. You have to talk about it. I think it is therapeutic, but it doesn't make it easy because, I mean, just imagining getting over and through something like this, not just for your own sake, but actually being able to stay with that person. That takes an amount of work that I don't know if I have. Like, that's real. And I'm not judging her. You know, God bless her and their journey. But like to have to... That's like a slap in the face. Absolutely. You know what I mean? A punch, a shoot. Like D-Wade, I'm pretty sure he didn't do it to hurt her, but ultimately he probably did it out of selfish reasons, you know, sleeping with another woman, obviously. But like you, you knew the seriousness of this, and for that to happen is just awful. And then what is she supposed to do? Take in the child like nothing ever happened. Meanwhile, she can't even get her own with her husband. Like it's just. I don't know I mean, how I think, she could be this oh, strong. The, the, having the baby was how. already a thing, right? But to complicate it, having a child by another woman while you and I are actively trying to get pregnant and conceive a child of our own, like I like I want to hug Gabrielle Union whenever I see her because no one deserves to be hurt that way. I appreciate the book because it it's going to help other women. You know, the relatability mm-hmm. factor, as much as we don't want to talk about things that were not the glow- most glowing moments in our life and our career, I think it's necessary. And so, you know, I think what this does is it helps other women to move forward and not find themselves lost or blame this on themselves. It's not your fault. And I just I just want to hug Gabrielle. I'm, it's just so And sad. that's this. That's the bad part. Even you, you hit the nail right on the head. I know it's probably days that she really blamed herself because she couldn't have the mm-hmm. child. And it's like, that's God. And that's something that we have to pay attention to me, me, myself, like. I was in a long-term relationship and I feel like the guy I was with was, well, now I feel like he told me actively he was trying to get me pregnant. I never got pregnant by him. And um, when I was younger, I had cysts. 
So they actually told me at some point in time, like, you you know, you're not going to be able to have kids. So I kept that in my mind. And then I went to another doctor and she was like, well, you know, are you going to, you know, use um, birth control? And I'm like, no, you know, because I can't have kids. She was like, who told you that? She was like, that's not even true. Like they ran all these tests and did whatever. And she was like, that's not true. She's like, it may be a little bit more difficult for what you were doing because you weren't like tracking your days. Some women, it is easier for them to get, you know, pregnant. You just rub their arm. But she's like, some women really do have to look at their ovulation and when they're ovulating. And she's like, it's really two days, what, a month that you can really get pregnant. Well, for for people that are like regular... Yeah, exactly. So when she explained all that to me, it made me feel better because I felt low key like Gabrielle Union probably felt like I wasn't ready for kids. But it's more so like, damn, one day, you know, as a woman, you feel like that's one of the things you're always going to want to do, I guess. Like, and um, it did make me feel pretty crappy when that doctor told me that. But then when the other one told me I was I was actually a little madder because I'm like, all this time, this doctor, this is why you got to be careful, had me thinking something that actually was not true. And then I got a second opinion on top of that and uh, got tests run. And they were like, you can like you don't have any issues with that. So, um, you know, be careful who you speak to. And even when you go through these things, because she did try and attempt. Um, so that's a little different. But mm-hmm. D-Way was extremely selfish. That was and a it's not a, if you're gonna cheat, of a lifetime. Betray. If you're going to cheat, at least use protection when you're in a, a relationship. Don't especially cheat trying on your, to have don't a, cheat. Let's just don't do that. Cheat. Don't, don't cheat. Don't cheat at all. Don't but cheat. The, but the least he could have done was protect himself to, to, to yeah. not only protect their relationship, but her heart. Like, what are you doing? I, I don't think he got the the backlash that he should have. I think she received the backlash she for did. taking him back. And that's that's ultimately disgusting because she's already dealing with numerous other things. Like you said, betrayal, the fact that she can't have a child, the fact that this other child is here he, and now y'all I blaming mean, he her. He opens her up like, to be susceptible to diseases, putting me at that kind of a risk. You know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, it's You so get sad. what I'm saying? It, you yes, came home I with a baby, do. you can also came home with AIDS or anything else. But I do want to lighten the mood on this because I heard her speak because I know that got a little deep. Yes. But I heard her speak on uh, Angie Martin Tina show and she actually talked about one time when she did a club hosting at a strip club and ended up taking a big large dump in the bathroom of the strippers bathroom it was a private bathroom where they all were in there they like heard her pooping and everything and it was because she took a laxative right before she went in the club girl why would you do that hold on wait even you ever had to yes ever had to drop some kids off at the pool in an uncomfortable place I absolutely have had to drop some kids off in the pool in an uncomfortable place. That's why you take poo-poo with you, but you do not assist the moving of the children uh, by taking a laxative. Oh, my goodness. Listen, have you ever had that situation where you were out somewhere and you had the BGs and you should not have had them then? Women don't poop, so... Oh, so we just gonna start being liars on the <laughs> on room podcast. I never put that's what before. we do. I don't know what we're talking. gonna take 33 episodes to start lying on the show. That's what we're doing today. I think I'm just foolish, if you know what I mean. Oh Lord. If you didn't know, you are listening to the Undressing Room Podcast <laughs> presented by Macy's. You can check out our mm-hmm. personal Macy's shopping page at Macy's.com slash the undressing room. 
All right, L'Oreal. So I just want to switch reels for a second because, you know, we like to give our flowers out on this show. So I need to give some flowers to Olay. That's right. Olay, you know, what you use for your skin. Well, Olay has been taking it a step further and they have developed a STEM program that benefits people that look like you and us. Oh, I like that. We love that, right? So if people who don't know what STEM is, and if you guys have kids in early childhood development, it is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics with a focus in all of those departments. Now, you know, we use our Olay, right? That's right. Moisturizing right on my face. And so just to give you a little bit of history, more than 42 million women across five continents put their trust in Olay to ensure the future of their skin. I know we do. Yes. Come on now. Olay was founded on the philosophy that superior skin results happen when you combine a deep understanding of skin science with women's changing needs. And they're always changing. Listen, I love the philosophy because the philosophy is also the reason why they're doing this STEM program. L'Oreal, talk about how they're sending these girls off to camp because that's what I'm excited about. They're actually sending 1,000 girls to code camp in order to inspire them to pursue STEM careers. Now, LA has partnered with a nonprofit organization dedicated to changing the face of technology, Black Girls Code, to provide all thousand of those girls of color into introduction to coding through their 2022 summer camp program. Yes! Come on now. Make some noise for Olay. Man, that is so (laughs) dope. Over a thousand girls. I mean, if you think about it, over a thousand girls, that's a thousand plus businesses that are going to be ran that are specifically geared to our people. I'm sorry. I I love that. Keep going. Keep going. Big news. And during these camps, their future in STEM will explore everything from robotics to game design to iOS apps to development underneath the guidance of leaders within the tech industry. And by sending these thousand plus girls to Code Camp in partnership with Black Girls Code, we can help face the STEM gap and provide girls of color the resource and the spark that might encourage them to enter the field. Because coding is one of those things that is ever changing. And so for them being Olay to send this many girls, over a thousand girls to learn how to properly code so that they can pursue a career in STEM is basically setting up our future leaders, entrepreneurs, creators, business owners. I mean, this is literally amazing. It's like Christmas. That's right. Future moguls out there. So by sending a thousand girls to Code Camp and partnering with Black Girls Code, we can help face the STEM gap and provide girls of color resources and spark that might encourage them to enter the field, which is what we need. This is just one step forward to diversifying the field and bringing greater equality and inclusion in our online spaces. Use hashtag decode the bias on Instagram or Twitter to help us send even more than a thousand girls to code camp and inspire the next generation of women to face anything. Now for each hashtag, Olay is going to do something really special, Eva. What they doing, L'Oreal? They're going to send one more girl to Code Camp and that's up to Hold on, two. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify that. So for each hashtag, another girl gets sent to camp. That's right. That's one more girl to Code Camp. <laughs> up to 200. So that's 200 girls. What? 
What? Not just 200 girls. 200 so black girls. 200 black girls on top of the 1,000 black girls that they're already sending. So it's like 1,200 black girls that are about to go learn what they need to rule the world. So hashtag decode the bias. Shout out to Olay. Y'all doing I'm sorry. Thing. What's that again? Hashtag decode the bias. Blogging on now. Okay, so I am surprised and excited and terrified all at the same time about this. Jenny Ma and her new husband, Jeezy, are expecting a baby. Okay, Jeezy Ma. Yes, Jeezy Ma. So during the eight (laughs) season premiere of The Real, Jenny Ma revealed that her baby bump is actually real. This is what she had to say. You never say never. Love can really change you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm so thankful to be on a show that's really helped me to grow and to evolve and to see myself differently than I would have ever imagined seeing myself. And this is the only place, honestly, when Jeezy and I were talking, I was like, I, I got to come home and tell my girls. Wow. Jeezy my. Jeezy my. Now, it was alleged that the reason why she didn't have kids with her first husband, his name was Freddie, um, she divorced him. She said she didn't want to have a child. She talked about how in her past and growing up, things weren't always the best. And she did not want to be a bad mom. So she decided she did not want to be a mom at all, not thinking that she had the things necessary. Jenny also said that seeing Gabrielle Union's daughter, Kavia James, was doing something to her ovaries. Um, and there was babies before Gabrielle Union's daughter. You didn't want that man. You didn't care about them babies. You were talking about dark meat on the side from season one, and then you had a whole white man. So that alone went to go show you. Like, I feel like he was a placeholder, and she didn't realize that she was going to get that big in her career. And then she decided once she did start to get bigger, she didn't want him no more. She knew he wanted her kids. Husband? That was a way to push him out the door. She did want him, but yeah, you got to talk about Jeezy. You got to grow into people's new reality. And I think Freddie was a great example of someone that she loved and and loved her. But as like you said, she grew Mm -hmm. as an entertainer, your relationship and your has to grow into that, too. And sometimes you guys can grow apart in that. And as you're building your relationship and building your career at the same time, things like kids might not be on the forefront. And that's what he wanted. And she wasn't trying to do that at that point. She's still trying to hustle. She's still trying to make her name and set her brand and create her own. She said at. All she said, she didn't want kids at all. She didn't say, I used to say, I said, Well, look, Eva, I got you married this man. I didn't marry my ex, but she did. You get what I'm saying? She knew that that was at the forefront of his mind. I want kids, I want kids, I want kids. She still married him, knowing she didn't, and tried to convince him not to want to have kids. That's why when they first divorced, the first thing he did was went and had a kid. And what did she do? She went and got married and had a kid, too. No, she did. And she went and worked on her career, Mm. worked on herself, lived Mm -mm, her life. She got some dark meat on the side. Oh, Lord. What? That's what she wanted. How do you think Freddie feel? Freddie is probably doesn't care about her no more. But at the same time, he's probably like, I'm happy I left her because she was playing with my emotions. And she was. Oh, no, he ain't no victim. I'm just saying she... She knew what he wanted, and that's messed up. Because if it was the roles was reversed, well, then you shouldn't have never got married. 
They still married each other. She didn't marry herself. He knew she didn't want kids. She knew he wanted kids. They knew they wanted to be together and they decided to prioritize her feeling of not wanting kids versus his, though he kept that under his like belt. Like, I, I mean, this is not her fault. And she, I don't changed. know, maybe, maybe the size was too big because I heard something about Jeezy and it wasn't so, so great of a size is what I was told. I heard he's not that well endowed. Um, so maybe the white guy had a little more bigger one and she can handle this one better. Really? Really? <laughs> like, yeah, yes. No, I'm, I'm here. No, dro- drops, mic drops, earbuds, mouth open. Well, I don't Girl. know. She was pregnant a month before their wedding, uh, which would have been April. And uh, she actually had a miscarriage and and opened up about that. Right. But then she said since then they were actively trying. That was me. Even more crazy. No, it's not crazy. It is so common. I never wanted children. I always said I do not want to be a mom. I do not want to have kids. I then got pregnant not knowing. I mean, obviously I did the activity, but I didn't know I was pregnant. Right. And then I'm like, okay, D Wade. No, I, right. Exactly. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that I had con- like I had conceived like I, had, you know, and when I realized I was pregnant, I oddly became excited, nervous, scared, but I wasn't like turned off. And I found myself getting used to the idea of being a mom. Then I miscarried. And after I miscarried mm-hmm. going through the emotional, like, turmoil that that brings you after that and it's there's so many words to describe the things you feel about yourself and the questions you ask yourself but there was something in me at this point now I want my baby and so that's why Marley's my rainbow baby I always tell her she was on purpose she was not an accident she was not like she is so on purpose and you're you do change your mind because life changes and it's as life changes you evolve and so it is not far-fetched that she was 100 that didn't want kids and now she like i'm here for it right yeah you're right she got rid of that corny ass husband that she had she was bored with him and then when she got jeezy and she got the ap watch and she wasn't for the streets no more then she wanted to (laughs) pop out of little brown she wanted to pop out a little brown baby you know what i mean so we're gonna see a nice little blazing come up out of genie my and we're gonna see how that pans out watch i have like uh 10 snow kids come on snow Snow children you better be careful because then Freddie might come to get her. Like, nah, now, now I'm going to have to get you because you're, you're playing with my emotion. And you you make him look weak a little bit. Because it's like this. It's like, if I'm his baby mom now, I'm like, man, yeah, let me go get me a rapper too because ultimately she didn't want you. And now she's happy. Now I got to be stuck it's with you. It's not that she didn't want him. They grew apart and they ended up finding bored. who they were meant to be together. And it wasn't the, each mm-hmm. other. Just in case somebody that was going to get her AP <laughs> and hang out at the strip club with her. You get what I'm trying to say now? If you didn't know, you're listening to the Unjust and Run podcast presented by Macy's. Check out our personal Macy's shopping page at Macy's.com slash the Undress and Rum. And talking about well in doubt, Kim Whitley. She's opening up on TV One's Uncensored. We Ooh. love that show. Now, uh, comes yes. on Sunday nights, and she wasn't afraid to share this. Now, it's funny, because we were talking about Marlon not too long ago when he was saying that he never got married because his mom was his number one in his life, right? Yes. And then... I fell in love with him right then and there, even though I already loved him from the Wayne show. You know, back in 1998, he was on there killing things. I'm talking about back to, let's talk about back to, um, 
and living color days he was even doing his thing on there but she's saying while the yeah. weigh-in shows was filming that she recalled a large bold and marlin sweatpants now she thought uh -oh. it must have been a small bat y'all but she realized it was all a hundred percent marlin he also has some pretty interesting things to say about Gerald LeVert. Oh, what'd she say about Gerald LeVert? I know. I didn't even know that they were together. Well, she said they thought about getting together, I should say, earlier. Okay. And he said there can only be one star in this house. Woo! Well, she was impressed that uh, Monique asked for her blessings to date Gerald before she was going to shoot her Wait, chat. Monique date Gerald Monique was dating. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. She said if he hadn't passed away, that they would have gotten married. Yeah, LeVert was a player. Listen, she said they had a marriage pact, that if both weren't married at a certain age, they would be married. I actually did something like that with one of my friends, and now I, I wouldn't want to marry him. Anyway, he's all over the place. But um, do you think relationships <laughs> are more difficult when both people are in the spotlight? Oh, um, I, I, I think at a young age, absolutely. I mean, the spotlight mm -hmm. it, itself is something that you have to learn to balance and to deal with. Um, and it, it can be hard. It can take a toll on you and those that you love. So when there are multiple people right. in the spotlight, I think it could um, cause a strain. But it's all about you know, having a healthy respect for your partner and not thinking and being too full of yourself. Because if you're not, right. then you guys think two entertainers can date. Look at Will and Jada. I mean, it goes back. Look at look at them. They have entanglements and Aww. he still deals with his ex-wife and goes on vacations. Well, look at them. That was a terrible Look at example. Gabrielle and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Look at Chrissy T. He has a break baby on her and ruined and broke her heart. She's in therapy every day. Look at Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. She's a psychopath and gets canceled you just every find other some. week. You know what made me think of this, though, when, when we started talking about it? And I've been seeing them a lot together uh, lately, and they've been together for a while. And I call them my favorite couple, and that's Riri and ASAP Rocky. Exactly. Now, I have been noticing Rihanna is a humongous superstar. Not to say that ASAP Rocky is not, but come on, she's world-known. like, And he is known as well, but not, I wouldn't say as known as her. I feel like ASAP is taking maybe because they dealt with each other before this and he knows where mm -hmm. he needs to be but like uh -huh. everything i see is like him walking and she signing autographs and people are just like yeah move out the way bum and like not that i think that because i love him but they're like move let's get to rihanna like so i can only imagine but she always supports him she shows up to his shows his events i don't care if he go, she'll go to Harlem on a corner store to get a bacon, egg, and cheese. But it's still like she's a humongous superstar, and he is a superstar, too, in his own right, but not Rihanna. But see, it's a Jay-Z-Beyonce situation because Jay-Z is not any less great, but with a partner, it doesn't matter if you guys are both entertainers or whatever it is you do. You got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's your moment and it's your light. Sometimes you need to be a hanger and an assistant and let them share the light or have the light. And Jay-Z has given a beautiful example of how to do that to all of the young bucks, to all of these amazing millionaire, well-known um, 
kids that are entertainers that are getting together and showing you that you can have it all. You can be that guy and then also have the baddest chick ever, extremely successful, multi-billionaire, all that. You can do it all. And so I think it's possible. I don't think you have to have one or the other. I think it's all about being secure in your relationship. As long Mm -hmm. as you know what you guys have and you don't let the outside noise interfere, I think it'll be perfectly fine. And I think Jay and Beyonce are a perfect example because it was points in times where people didn't like Beyonce. There was points in time where they said Jay-Z was old and, you know, he, he was washed up. And they picked each other up in ways that it made them this superpower couple. And like you said, when one was shining, one lifted the other. One would fall back sometimes or they would lift each other up. And I feel like that took many years for them to accomplish. So they've been together since I was a child. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I I remember like being at, um, you know, I I dated Jay's nephew. So I used to be at uh, like family events Mm -hmm. and you would see them two together. And this is all the way back when I was in high school. So this is years and years and years of learning to do that. I feel like as long as you put your egos to the side and let love lead you through Mm -hmm. that, then you'll be able to do that. But an insecure person will never be able to handle dealing with somebody that's more famous than them in a situation. You'll be miserable and it'll be toxic, in my opinion. I'm going to leave that right there. They're listening to the Undressing Room (laughs) podcast presented by Mace. Go ahead and check out our personal Macy's shopping page at Macy's.com slash The Undressing Room, my favorite segment of the show every single week. Yes, where we get all up into (laughs) L'Oreal's business. Let's get into these DMs. What are they talking about this week, L'Oreal? So I went to Mexico this past weekend uh, to handle some business, but you know, you always got to add a little bit of pleasure into those kind of business trips. So I was able to put my little feet in the sand. So I posted up a little video feet in the sand. You know what I mean? So some guy reached out and he said, don't matter where I come from, come get this big guy. Where's my sweetness at, L'Oreal? That body's crazy. Just being honest, you're gorgeous. I want to see your face in the water. What? No, we're going (laughs) to stick with my toes, bruh. Face he, in the he wants water. to drown me. No, he wants to see the water dripping. And he's all a big guy. Body. He might be tall. And he's a big guy. Is that because he's going to drown me from like, how's this going to work? Big boys need love too. Well, obviously, I need air too, and I need to breathe. If my face is in the water, how, how did you even get there from the toes? Why are you on my face in the water, sir? Yeah, he just wants That's to see the, it dripping and drickling, and you know how the little water be dripping all over your body and shimmering and stuff, and your hair be dripping, and you put your sunglasses on, and that's what he wants. That's how the grease be dripping from his side of his mouth when he be eating chicken. He said, he a big guy now. <laughs> oh, no. Who else is up in your DMs this week? Okay, so this, uh, I had a photos, a couple of ray of photos that I put up where I was like standing on the bed in heels. I don't know if you've seen it, but I was like uh, wowing out a little bit on the bed. Now, some guy had something to say. And first he said, I thought you were announcing your foot page. Now everybody's on the foot fetish this week. Thanks um, to Eva, because she always you have says that pretty, I have a lot of. You have pretty feet, though. <laughs> you have beautiful feet. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Daryl, I try to get there. 
Well, I got bunions, so I know pretty feet. Oh, oh yeah, no, I don't have bunions. <laughs> I know. Well, he says nice toes. He said, this is some deeply sexy stuff. Oh. I always dreamed of having sex with a woman with heels. I'll never get that with you. Just saying, whoever will and whoever is getting it, lucky him. Oh, can you tell him to get out of your bed? I try to tell you, sometimes it just gets so scary and creepy. Like, at first you want to laugh and joke around, but then they go too far. Like, you're like, bro, okay, like the hills on in the bed, I get it, but it just is what it is. You're never going to be in that bed, and I actually will never respond to this DM. He also said he's yours, Come so on. he's mine. Listen, I like a man with confidence. I'm not mad at it, though, because you got to shoot your shot. In life, ladies, fellas, shoot your shot at whatever that is. If it's L'Oreal's DM, if it's a feats, whatever that might be, shoot your I don't know, shot. Eva. Let me just do this last one. I want to really hear. I, you know, I want them all. Well, since you're saying that, you know, men can shoot their shot, how about this man? Okay. He said, I've been an admirer for a while, but you're killing the game right now. And you a hood chick, so I always root for you. You're my crush. You gonna make a married man fall in love with you. What? You didn't wrote all of that as a married man. Okay, I'm gonna rephrase We're my last statement. Shoot your shot when you got an actual pistol that don't backfire. Like, what are you doing, sir? How dare you get into another woman's DM when you got a whole woman that thinks that you are O-M-A-N? I'm so confused. I am he so confused. He tagged his wife, too. Should I send the DM to her and help her out? No, 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 no. We're going to leave the DMs right here in the Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's. And we're going to make sure if they need to, they can slide on over to our personal Macy's shopping page by going to Macy's.com, the Undressing Room. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, no. We're not going to send no. that to his wife. I'm sure she listens Ooh, to the show. Girl, you want to know the name? You want to know the name? No, 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 no. Because no. I need them to say in your DMs. Uh, okay. no, I need them to know that okay. your um identity is safe <laughs> with us. Now, what I do want to do, L'Oreal, is slide into this final question. Because, you know, the final question, that's where it gets hot. That's where it gets steamy. That's where we really take off all the last of our clothes. Now, the question this week is, is your ex your best next partner? Now, this is from Psychology Today. People often return to their previous romantic partners. Some may go back after separating for a few months and other times find their way back years after like J-Lo and Ben Affleck, for example, they were together years ago left each other, had children, had an old life, and they are way back at it 17 years later, girl. They are, that's how long it was. No. That's how long it was. What? So I know, I know. So by some estimates, 40 to 50% of people have reunited with an ex to start a new relationship. So what makes a relationship that's like an on-again, off-again relationship different from mm -hmm. a relationship from someone that has never experienced a breakup like what does what's the difference mm. and then do you think well, that you can get back with an ex after y'all break up like is that <laughs> where they get these statistics from is this are you in the number can we count you in the number l'oreal my ex never goes away. Um, we had a really, really bad breakup. He lied about so many different things. I talk about him pretty often and he hates it, but it is what it is. Here's another story for you. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, he, he seems to think that we belong together for life and he thinks that we're going to get back together. But my thing is like, sometimes when you give somebody so many chances, they take it for granted 
And like, I just feel like at this point in my life, I'm like so far removed from toxicity, drama, whatever. And even if he did change, because we've, we've grown, like he still does things that is so reminiscent of things from before. So I feel like one, and I'm not saying that people can't change. Certain people can, but others are still not ready to. And I'm not trying to make somebody change. If that's not how they want to be, they're not going to stay that way just to conform for you. They'll change things around in the moment or whatever the case. But then when it really comes down to the nitty gritty, they'll show the true colors that they showed you before. So I think with me, I did. I used to be a strong advocate of like it's better to deal with an ex because then you're not adding strangers into your life. You're not adding new people. It's definitely not that way I feel anymore. The older that I am, I feel like, you know, experience new things, move on. And, you know, if y'all do find each other again and God puts you back together and they're being godly and honest and not sneaky and conniving and lying to you and doing whack stuff like that, then, yeah, maybe. I'm sure Ben Affleck had to go through a whole lot of stuff to get her back because Diddy's been trying for a long time and she won't even answer his phone calls. So... I don't know. I don't know if she's not answering. <laughs> I know that. I know she was on Instagram live with him and, and uh, the boyfriend sitting right there. She like, nah, I ain't playing that one on one thing, you know? So I feel like in certain situations, yes, it may work. But in my case, it did not work out so well. I am absolutely without question never going back to an ex i'm a true scorpio (laughs) i exhaust all resources and possibilities and i squeeze every piece of thing i can get out of that piece of fruit i get all the juice and when it's done it's done i don't go back now if you have changed and grown then i will you know you can thank me for the next woman that ends up getting the best version of you but i do not I, I can't go back because it's not even that I, I'm a very forgiving person, but I do not forget. And I know that's right. I would bring it up every day. Exactly. <laughs> loyalty means a lot to me. And it's the reciprocity of loyalty that matters because I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to hold you down. But once right. you've broken my trust and once you've shown me your colors, it's real Maya Angelo. When you show me who you are, baby, I'm a believe. I know that's right. What about friends? Could you be friends with an ex that did you really wrong? Hell no. I don't want to be. No, I can't be friends with an ex-friend that did me wrong. (laughs) I definitely don't want nobody I know intimately. No, no, no. I feel like uh, Destiny's Child. No, 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 no. If you want us to address your final question, if you want to know what's going down, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Undressing Room Podcast and DM us for your chance to be featured. Lorio, what are they listening to? They are listening to The Undressing Room Podcast. Woo! Presented by Macy's. Now check out our personal Macy's shopping page at macy's.com slash The Undressing Room because that's where you're going to see all the fly stuff that we be wearing on a day-to-day basis. Even when we on some just dress down stuff, you could get it right over there too. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. We love you and we mean it. Bye. Bye. The Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, Eva Marcel and L'Oreal. Executive produced by Kobe Cope Tyner. Associated producer Alexis Felder. Editing and production by Dunkus. 
Sales and Corporate Partnership, Josh Romani, Michelle Marino, and Kadisha Campbell. Research, Lori Hall Flowers. Digital Marketing, Sam Styers, J.R. Davis, Aaliyah Foss, and Tim Hall. Digital Creative, Alvin Francis. Content provided by MadamNoir.com, Bossom.com, and HipHopWire.com. Stay connected at TheUndressingRoomPod.com. See you at the next episode.